0: In a few moments' time, we're going to be uh, taking our offering. If you're here visiting today, it's so, so good to have you with us. Um, just let the offering buckets go by. Um, but if you're part of Kings, do give generously. Um, do, do contribute to what is going on in the life of the church. That's, that's how we work. That's how it works here. That's how we're able to do the things we do. Um, I think we've got a New Day cake sale coming up um, at the end of the meeting. So um, I hope you're you're all nice and empty and ready to be filled with delicious cakes. Um, And that goes towards getting our young people to New Day, which is absolutely uh, brilliant. The other way we get our young people to New Day is actually, as a church, we contribute thousands of pounds to get them up there. And so part of our general giving um, goes... Uh, towards uh, that. So uh, let me encourage you, be generous uh, when the offering buckets uh, go round. The other thing I just wanted to mention is next Sunday is Baptism Sunday. And baptisms are always absolutely uh, brilliant. They they are great. They are this public declaration that I am a follower of Jesus Christ. Many people call it first step in discipleship. You know, I've become a Christian. What do I do next? Well, be discipled, be discipled. Be baptized. Be baptized. Um, I just want to encourage you if you are a Christian here today and you have not been baptized, um, come find me at the end. I would love to talk to you about what it means to be baptized. Or if I'm a little bit scary, you can talk to Sam or John. John's a bit scary as well, actually. Well, maybe talk to Paul. So uh, you're very, very welcome to come and chat to us. And. Just ask us more about what it means to be baptised, but it is an incredibly important step for you, if you haven't yet been. Natalie, why don't you come and share some church news with us.
1: Good morning. My name is Natalie, and I just want to start by saying a really warm welcome to visitors who are here with us this morning. It's great to have you with us. We'd love it if you'd stay for a drink uh, at the end of this morning's meeting, um, as well as the cake that Paul's mentioned. But there'll be tea and coffee. um, And just out the doors there and to your right, there's a connect area where if you want to come and talk and ask any questions about Jesus or church or anything at all, really, just feel free to come over there. You'll find some very friendly people. Um, you can also pick up a Connect card there where if you want us to drop you a line about anything, then you can tick a box on there, tell us what you want to know about, and we will get in touch with you. In a week and a half, we have a prayer meeting at 12.30 here at the Hastings Centre. Um, and also on that same day in the evening, we have a one-church news and prayer meeting. Um, it's here at 730 And Paul and um, some of the rest of the leadership team will be sharing about some changes to the leadership team and the impact that's going to have on the various venues across King's Church, including our own. So do come along to that. That's on Wednesday, the 3rd of July, 7.30 in the evening, um, with also the prayer meeting at 12.30 in the afternoon as well. This year's baby Thanksgiving service takes place on Sunday, the 7th of July. Uh, being a parent is a real privilege as i'm not a parent i can say that because i don't have any of the trouble that also comes with it um but though no, it is a real privilege but it also is a great responsibility as well so as well as giving thanks for babies and children among us it's also an opportunity for us to pray for parents for wisdom as they raise their children So if you're a member of Kings or you call this church home, please get in touch with us either at the info desk or at the office during the week. Um, If you'd like us to give thanks for your child and you want to commit to raising them to follow Jesus and one of the leadership team will get in touch to chat that through with you. This summer, we're holding a summer festival. Hopefully, you picked up a flyer as you came in this morning. Um, it's an opportunity for church members from all the different venues to come together here at the Hastings Centre for some food, some fun, some music, various activities. It's going to be here on Saturday, the 13th of July, 3.30 to 8. And If you look at the back of your flyer, it tells you what will be happening at different times, uh, when the food is, when you'll be able to do welly throwing, when you'll be able to enjoy the silent disco, um, all different things that we've got going on, so please put that summer festival in your diaries and come along, because it's a great opportunity as well for us to hang out with people from Six O'Clock Church and Bexhill venue who we don't get to see too often, so that's going to be fun. As Paul's already mentioned, at the end of this morning's meeting, we've got this cake sale for New Day. New Day's the youth camp that we send dozens of our young people um, away to, or well, we don't really send them away, they go by choice. Um, <laughs> And they really enjoy it. And we really don't want money to be an obstacle for anyone. Uh, We don't want anyone to say, well, I can't go because my family can't afford it. So the cake sales we do are just part of all through the year ways of raising money so that everyone who wants to go can go. So please do go and um, buy cake. I think there's going to be lemonade as well. Please pay a lot more money than the cake looks like it's worth um, and get some cake and enjoy that. Stewards, could you please take the offering now? Just while they do that, I'll pray. God, we thank you so much for your generosity towards us. We thank you that you have lavished uh, your love and your grace and your mercy upon us, all the things we've been singing about. We thank you for how you provide for us, how you take care of us. All our needs are met in you, Jesus. And we just pray you take this money and you would use it that the lives of people young and old might be affected and for your glory and for their good in Jesus' name. It's my great privilege to introduce our speaker this morning. Many of you know and love Santino. He was one of the leaders here at the church before moving up to Manchester with his family. He's a dear friend of mine. He's a dear friend of many of you as well. But more importantly than any of that, he is someone who walks in such a close friendship with Jesus. And I know, San well enough to know that he would have really sought God for what what do you want to say to those guys back up? kings today what what holy spirit what's on your heart for them so why don't we give him a really really warm welcome as he comes up to speak
2: home wow i I genuinely love you guys genuinely love you some of you like i don't even know you pal (laughs) love you it's so good to be home. I'm, so, I'm really sorry, though, it's this, this half of the hand tribe. Um, em and the kids really wanted to be, be here as well, but Em works now for Transforming Lives for Good for TLG on a Monday, and the kids have got school on Monday as well. So I come genuinely bearing their love as well, and just want you to know I miss you. Miss you very much, and it's emotional to be here. You know, I, I, during the worship, we're singing as Allied and the crew led us so beautifully, and Paul's exhorting us to Jesus, this is what you've done on the cross. I remember the moment nearly two decades ago now when, with Gary Dyer, I, gave, I surrendered my heart to Jesus. I surrendered my heart to Jesus. Alan, we were chatting on Friday, buddy, and very recently, some here have surrendered their hearts to Jesus. So it's all about Him. It's not just a little bit about him. It's all about him. I look at the whites of John's eyes, and he burns for Jesus. And my brother here, like, it's, it's good to be amongst family where people burn for Jesus. This is what it's about. So, but, but I'm a bit of a loose cannon left to my own devices. So if I wander too far away from my notes, it's like a safety raft. I feel the Holy Spirit go, move back a little bit. Because I genuinely feel like Nat said, I genuinely feel like God has given me something for my family here. For me and for you guys. You know, if you've got the opportunity to come home, to come back to your home church, to share your heart, you want to say, God, man, there's so many wonderful things to share. What do you want me to share? So I want to talk to you this morning about transformed to be transformation. It's all about identity and purpose. I know this whole season has been about identity, identity, identity. When we know the who, we begin to know the what of our lives. Look at these beautiful art here. The up, God, the in, family, the out, come on. Let's reach this wonderful world with Jesus. Okay? So that's where we're going. It'll help if I turn my, my little tipper tappery thing on. This is how I want to set it up. Big vision of God and a, yeah, they're excited. Big vision of God. I brought some traveling fans. I brought my own encouragement in a van. <laughs> uh, exactly 5 2. Just cheer. <laughs> big vision of God and a big vision of who we are. And through it all, I just want you to hear the whisper of wonderful Jesus. Like Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. It's all about Him. And we're going to finish this morning by just closing our eyes together and dreaming and imagining what it's going to look like to see this world change. Okay? Guys, we are part of something absolutely breathtaking. Do you know that? You and I are part of something absolutely breathtaking. As followers of Jesus, we now have new, brand new, transformed, redeemed hearts. And we are part of something incredible. We have the king now living on the inside of us. So we carry the king and his kingdom wherever we go. So there's this new redemptive culture. So I want to look at what it looks like to carry redemptive culture into this culture, this broken culture we're living in. And Jesus invites us. This was the, this was the goal, Gary, if you remember, when you helped me pray that prayer to invite Jesus. The goal was always surrender your heart to him, become bo- wonderfully born again, and follow him. Follow him. Friends, you might be, someone might be here today and you have no idea why you're here. What does God look like? He looks just like Jesus. You want to know what God looks like? He looks like Jesus. He's the exact representation of his being on the earth, right? So he invites us to follow him into transforming everything around us. We get to, listen to this, we get to co-labor with Christ, carrying his redemptive, radical love wherever we go. It's unbelievable. Let's turn to the Bible, right? 2 Corinthians 5.17. Those new to the word, those new to this living word, the Corinthian church, a a bit odd is an understatement. They had issues. Anyone here have issues? Yeah, thank you. It's confession time. We've got issues, right? 2 Corinthians 5.17 to 21. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. And if that's all you had, that's enough. Anyone is in Christ, a new creation. The old is gone, the new is here. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and then gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is in Jesus. God was restoring, reconciling the world to himself. Big vision, friends. Listen to that. We're going to come back to that. That is in Christ. God was reconciling the whole cosmos to himself not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting to us this message of reconciliation. Therefore, we're ambassadors for Christ. God making his appeal through us. How ridiculously bonkers is that? Ambassadors, God speaking through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. And this is the flip. This is the great exchange. For our sake, God made him to be sin. Who knew no sin so that we might become the righteousness of God. So, Paul sets it up. He wants them to know as he's writing to this raggedy bunch of people, he addresses all sorts of concerns. But he says, right in this little segment of text, he says, This is what's happened to you, and this is what you're all about. You're brand new, and they'll go and change. You're brand new, now go and change. You're transformed, now transform. This is the message. This is like, this is genuinely what I burn for. Transform to transform. Your old has gone. Verse 17. Anyone in Christ. There's a lot of anyone's here this morning. And we've got hundreds of stories in this room of pain and joy and confusion. But if you're in Christ, you're brand new. Brand new. The old has gone and the new has come. Brand new. That's the who. That's who you are. Identity. He wants them to know who. And friends, I want you to know who. Man, we scrabble around for meaning and purpose. Who am I in our brokenness? But we're not broken any longer in Christ. We need to set our mind on things above where He is. He tells us in His Word we're brand new, new identity. Ephesians 2 4 says, But we we were dead in sin, but God made us alive with Christ. Fully alive. You're fully alive. Ephesians 2.6, not only fully alive, he's raised you up, and you're now seated with Jesus in heavenly places. They're still cheering. They're like, "Yes, yeah, seated. Galatians 2.20. Galatians 2.20, for I have been crucified with Jesus. I no longer live, but Jesus lives in me. What a message. Bonkers. Galatians 3, those getting baptised. You've been baptized into Jesus. You've been covered, drenched, immersed in the beauty of Jesus. There's this guy called Dan Moller, right? Man, he's, he's an inspiration. He has this quote. Jesus didn't die just to get you to heaven. He died to get heaven back inside of you. When you hear that again, Jesus did not die just to get you a ticket to heaven. How limiting is that? He died to get heaven back inside you, to get his nature, to get the original design back inside you. That's why he died. That's, he rose again to get his life in you. Nothing short, 100% radical transformation. Anything less, we're limiting the finished atoning work of Christ at the cross. Anything less, 100% transformation. Alan, 100% transformation, bro. 100%. Not 93, 100%. Romans 8, not only that, but now his spirit lives in us. Crazy. The same spirit that rose Jesus now raises us and lives in us. Ephesians one thirteen and 14. We've been marked. We've been sealed. We've been given a down payment, a deposit, guaranteeing that he's coming back. Friends, Jesus is coming back. You know when we're singing he's alive he's coming back he's coming back and he's coming back for you in christ he restores us 100 percent. colossians 127 this is the mystery now revealed to the gentiles christ in you is the hope of glory christ in you that's who you are so from the who we now want to move into the what What's the what of our lives? What's the purpose? Jesus in me. What's the purpose? As I've said, transformed into this beautiful new identity, all for a purpose. Anyone seen the film The Circle? Good, because I'm going to about to butcher it. I think. Um, there's this point in this film, this lady goes to work for this technological company, even saying that, I have no idea what I'm talking about. She goes to work for this company and she's asked this series of questions and the guy just, this short fire questions and then one of the questions she says, he says to her, what's your greatest fear? And without, she thinks and then she says, unfulfilled potential. Think about this for a minute. We all Want our lives to count. I doubt there's anyone in this room that thinks, nah, I'm alright just cruising. Every single one of us want to know, man, why am I here? Even before I knew Jesus, I knew that I was born for a purpose. God places eternity in the hearts of men. We're born for a purpose. Why am I here? And I want you to say that. Unfulfilled potential will lead to disappointment, it will lead to hopelessness, it can hope deferred makes a heart go sick. When you know the what of your life, there is incredible purpose and faith that explodes. Unfulfilled potential? I don't think so, friend. I don't think so, radical born-again believer. Spirit-filled, transformed, carrier of Jesus. There's an incredible, unbelievable potential and that's to shine like him. Two Corinthians, this is the purpose. Therefore, we are ambassadors for God, ambassadors for Christ as though God was making his appeal through us. Pause. Cheers. Ambassador, a high-ranking official or an accredited diplomat I looked up what an ambassador means. and An ambassador of a brand is a hired representative that carries a brand in a positive light. Think about you as an ambassador of Christ. And by doing so, you help raise brand awareness. So wherever you go, just raise brand awareness. I just carry the king. And provide consumers with a memorable face-to-face experience. That's beautiful. You can leave people better than you found them. Do you know what how powerful it is just to say good morning to someone, to check out, and just go morning, have a nice day, and they're like, pardon? I did it once. I was in the Trafford Centre in Manchester, and I said to the lady, "Hey, Jean, I noticed a name badge. Have have a beautiful day," and she just said, "Thank you." (laughs) And as I went away, the lady I could hear what did he say to you? He said, "Have a nice day." No one says have a nice day. I was just walking away like it's not difficult. Represent the King and leave people with wonderful face-to-face experiences. Listen to this for an ambassador, an important official who works in a foreign country represented his or her own country there. Check this out. You're working in a foreign land. This is just the land we're passing through. It's going to be redeemed, reclaimed. But we represent something of our true land, heaven, here on this passing land, earth. That's what it means to be a an ambassador, a follower of Jesus. We're representing, we're officials, we're diplomats representing our king here on the earth. So when Jesus says, you know me well enough, I I used to say this all the time here, when Jesus prays the Lord's Prayer, I think he means it. When Jesus says, guys, this is how you pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's what we're to do. What do we know true of heaven? We want to begin to see that, reimagine that here on the earth. Think about this for a minute. God, in his infinite, infinite, infinite wisdom, said, man, I want to reach a lost and broken and damaged world. How am I going to do it, angels? These guys. This is how I'm going to do it. Just look around for a moment. Try not to have... Or or, or hold really awkward eye contact with someone. That's how he's going to do it. This is how he's going to do it. He's going to reach Hastings, Bexhill, 1066. He's going to reach Sussex for you guys. Anything less is limiting. He's going to reach it for you guys. We've been given this ministry of reconciliation, it says here. This means, what does it mean to reconcile? To bring back together. To bring peace. To bring harmony. Those that are separated, we can realign. We can bring peace. The Bible says blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are the peacemakers. God is making his appeal through us. See, the goal is redemption, restoration, to reform, to bring a new culture, to reculturalize, if that's even a name, to redesign the culture of this world so it looks like the culture of our true world, heaven. Chris Fallaton. he said, we cannot be satisfied With illustrative sermons, great music, and friendly services, we have been called to see the powers of darkness destroyed and our ruined cities restored. That's the goal on our lives. So hit pause. I heard someone, a guy called John Tyson speaking in the week about this, and he said, remember the story doesn't start at Genesis 3. The original plan starts at Genesis 1, right? Right at the beginning. One comes before three. Yet we tend to present the world our position from Genesis three: fall, sin, brokenness. Now, stay with me, friends. I believe that is the case. That is what fractures the whole earth. I believe that there is sin. I believe that there is brokenness. But we need to start at the beginning. God's original design. You and I, humanity, has been made in the image of, and likeness of God. That's where we need to start. That's where we're calling people back from. That's what we're reminding them. We're saying, guys, you are loved. You are loved. And then when they see love, then things change. Genesis 1, right? 26, 28. Then God said, let us make man in our image, in our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the heavens, over the livestock, over all the earth, over everything that's creeping on the earth that creeps So God created man in his image, in his image and likeness. Male and female, he created them. then he goes on to say, be fruitful, multiply, subdue, care, tend, look after the earth. So our focus has to be back to the start again. If we are starting just because, hey, you've got sin in your life, we need to get that dealt with. Of course, bear with me, okay? Please don't hear what I'm not saying. Of course but the thing that transformed my life as I'm seeing now is I saw how loved I was I saw how absolutely loved I was and then in the light and the love of Jesus you're suddenly broken you're like woe is me I need to surrender my heart to him we need to know that original design means that all through Christ Jesus is reconciling all things apart from Manchester United all things Amen. Come on, that was the biggest amen we've got so far. Did I say Champions League winners? Yeah. All things. Jesus is reconciling all things. All things. It's not just simply souls saved. Listen, I burn for this. I want to see people saved. But I want to see all things reclaimed because of Jesus. Listen, to this he's king in his kingdom and he transforms everything john tyson quoted a guy i think called albert water he said what was formed in creation has been historically deformed by sin but must be reformed by christ let me say that again what was formed in creation has been deformed by sin but must be reformed in christ Psalm 24, 1, the earth is the Lord's and everyone and every jolly thing in it. Habakkuk two fourteen: for the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. It's going to happen, friends, whether we like it or not. The glory and the knowledge of the Lord Most High will fill the whole earth. And he's filling the whole earth with what? With himself, Ephesians 4 says. He's filling the whole universe with himself. How big is Jesus? How big is Jesus? God started with something like yeast, mustard seed, and he's going to fill everything. Salvation? Absolutely. But it has to be the reconciliation and the restoration and the reformation of everything. He's coming back and we're going to live on a brand new redeemed earth. Matthew 28, Great Commission. We know it well. Go and make disciples of nations. That's not go and just make converts. That's not just go and help people match up with your theological mindset. That's go and reproduce Jesus followers everywhere. What do we see in the life of Jesus? That's what we've got to go after. Anyone hanging around with prostitutes at the moment? No? Sinners, lepers, people rejected of this earth because that's what Jesus was doing. He was hanging around with the most despised and he was saying there's a new kingdom on the earth. That's what it looks like to go and make disciples. That's what it looked like for me. Man, I gave my heart to Jesus, addicted to cocaine for Pete's sake. And he transformed... Sorry, Pete. (laughs) You get picked on an awful lot. And he transformed me. I've been transformed into a Jesus follower. What time am I meant to be finished, Paul? Twenty-five oh, I'm sorry. At the cross, Jesus won an incredible, earth-changing, humanity-altering victory. The father of all pain, the devil himself, was defeated at the cross. The father of all brokenness, all lies, was defeated at the cross, and he no longer has jurisdiction over your life. He's been defeated. He's a toothless enemy. You have a new king, and he reigns forevermore, and he will never, ever be trampled and toppled. We're making disciples of nations, not just converts. Hear me straight. We're making converts that be transformed into disciples, and they change nations. I had the privilege of being with this guy called Ian Rutherford in our city in Manchester, and we're we're dreaming big dreams. He's a Methodist minister, a beautiful guy, and he just said to me, "Sand, you know, this is what I think. The gathered church is where the conversation begins. The scattered church is what impacts and transforms society. Friends, Christ in you is the hope for everyone and everything around you. I want to share a couple of brief stories of what this might look like. So for me, little old me, I get the opportunity to go in with a few friends into a a a prison in, in Manchester called Forest Bank. Over 15 Hundred male inmates. It's it's a very dark place. It's I feel so intimidated every time I go in, like pale as a sheep, my knees knocking. And what on earth am I doing doing this? But we know. Before we go, me and my friends, we say, let's just still our hearts. All we're doing, we're not performing. We're just carrying love. We're just going to carry Jesus into this place and show him what Jesus looks like. I get to do this alpha session with my friend Joe in there. He, i was saying to John on Friday night, he has been deemed a security risk. Because too many people are turning up for Alpha. That's a good problem, right? The Bible study was di- so dynamic. Um, they prayed for this guy. At the end, they just say, anyone wants prayer for anything? And they say, yeah. One guy says, um, my nephew, there's nothing more they can do. He's 11 years old. He's on a life support machine. There's no brain activity. They're going to turn the machines off later. All, legally, he's de- like, all they need is a consultant's second signature, and it's done. That, that was all they were waiting for. So they prayed. Got all these guys, full sleeve tattoos, laying hands, just praying just, just beautiful prayers from the heart. Break. They left it. He said, I didn't see this guy for about 10 days. And I thought, man, how do I just support the family? So he we went out on the wing and found him. And he said, hey, I'm so sorry. To, please, can you pass on our condolences? And he said, like, oh, news obviously hasn't got back to you. He's fine. He's gone home. And Joe was like, uh. Joe was like, excuse me, can you say that again? He's gone home. The brain activity started suddenly, and they turned the machines off, and he lived. And a few days later, he's gone home. That is a miracle. That is what it looks like when the kingdom crashes in. When darkness says, nope, the king says, yep, up you get. Here we go. I had the privilege of leading this service. We do these mirrored services and one for the general population and it's just a chapel and it's quite a religious setting in terms of they have icons but I think that helps people because they can see something that looks like God and they can connect to something like candles and a cross and I think it's quite helpful for them. There's Jesus on this big cross, big wooden cross at the back and, and this guy comes in and, and we're doing a mirrored service for the VPs, the vulnerable prisoners. Every time they, they're like sex offenders and Every time they come out out of the wings, everyone else is pushed into the cells, and the guards have to escort them because they 're not safe to wander on their own. so I'm, there's me i 'm doing this service, and i 'm standing there. we 're singing some of our current songs, and he comes in, he gets the holy water and he does the cross, and, and then he stood behind me, this old guy on the cane, and, and I can hear him grumbling, "What sort of service is this Where 's all the prayers Where 's the communion?" And I' was thinking, "Oh gosh, this is failing." And then I had I, I the opportunity to sh- just share my story, share what Jesus has done. And, and always, I just want to show you, hey, this is what he's like. And he just began to weep and weep and weep. And this guy came over and said, can you come and speak to my friend? And, and I'm a bit of a hugger anyway, but I don't know boundaries and stuff like that. So do I go in for the hug? I don't, so I just gave him my hand and he just pulled me into himself. And he just went, I have done some horrible things. And I turned to Jesus on the cross. You know he's not on there, but the model. And I said, look at him. Look at what he did for you. And I said, have you given your heart to Jesus? I said, I have. I said, Jesus forgives you. He said, why doesn't society forgive you? And I had the opportunity to squeeze his hand and said, look at my eyes. On behalf of society, I forgive you. And it's just a little moment in time. I don't know what's happened to this guy, but you leave someone better than you find them. Think about this for a moment. We're partnering with this homeless charity called Barnabas in, in Manchester as a church. They have rehoused last year six rough sleepers. They have seen 600 rough sleepers into accommodation. This is, look, this is what it looks like on the ground here. Sorry to embarrass John. Last time I was here, me, John, and Brian were up till late just chatting till about 2 in the morning. We came along here to church. As we were walking down the road got to this bus stop this guy was really disheveled just came out of the conquest and he said i don't suppose you know what time the bus goes from here we chatted for a little bit and john just went come on mate i'll give you a lift and and we were all like yeah i think that's doing the stuff i think that's what jesus would have done if he had a car (laughs) on the donkey you know (laughs) but isaac isaac your boy you won't know this but isaac this is beautiful the example that you're setting bro because isaac said i knew dad was going to do it i just can't believe how long it took him You're amazing. Think about what you guys are doing here, what Paul and the team are leading you into. This is a different, everything's changing. Food bank, forgive me if I've got this wrong, food bank, baby basics, link lunch, tots, what you're launching into St. Leonard's, reflect, anti-trafficking. This is what it looks like to see culture refined, to see culture re-established, to see the culture of heaven on the earth. You're doing it. I want to leave you with this quote, and then we're going to pray together. Is that okay? Listen to this by a guy called Banning Liebscher that leads our movement of churches. It sounds grand, right? Part of Jesus' culture, this movement of churches, two churches. One in Northern California. Think about where you'd rather be right now. Northern California or Manchester near Salford. Yeah, I'll leave it with you. He says, God uses individuals like you and me to bring healing, life, and hope. He moves through those who believe they're called to reflect his goodness and to to see his kingdom established around them. He releases his spirit through those who clearly recognize what they are assigned to. Those who walk in the revelation that Christ is in them and the hope of glory. You and I need an internal reality founded on kingdom revelation, an understanding of who we are and whose we are. With the tender heartbeat of our Father, the dynamic mind of Christ and the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, we will display his kindness, justice, beauty, creativity, peace, grace and wisdom. And we will see cities saved and nations transformed. Cities saved and nations transformed. Let's dream together for a moment. I just want to invite you to close your eyes. My wife, M, went to this conference. While your eyes are closed, my wife went to this conference, and this lady, her and her husband lead, lead the vineyard movement now, and she just encouraged everyone to have a redemptive imagination. And that's what I felt to encourage us with. What does that look like for you in your life, in your family, in your friends, in the schools, in the community, down the streets, in the shops, in our town, in our nation? What does that look like for you to have a redemptive Kingdom-focused imagination. Just let Holy Spirit speak to you. There's going to be people that you burn for. There's going to be people that you weep over. The broken, the lost, the marginalized, the rich, the poor, the racially excluded. What does it look like to have a redemptive imagination? Just right now, where where you're at, just ask her, just talk to him. Just say, Holy Spirit, speak to me. Holy Spirit, awaken something again within. Help me know that I'm a carrier of your glory. Help me know, Jesus, that I'm a carrier of your presence. Help me know, Jesus. Just a few minutes, or, or 30 seconds or so. If you've got a journal, maybe write that down. First phrase that comes to your mind. Man, maybe it's an orphanage. Maybe someone in here is ready to start an orphanage. I don't know. Maybe it's fostering, maybe it's adoption. What is it? Imagine if just five people in this space ran with it with all their heart. Maybe it's to change the music scene, maybe it's a change film. I don't know. What does it look like for you? Because this is the goal. Everyone, everywhere, every day. Will you just place your hand on your heart? Just to remind you, it's right in the center of your chest. If you want to, just pray after me. Holy Spirit, help me see with a redemptive imagination. From this moment, would you please awaken something in my heart? And this is what I want to pray over all of us, and nothing special about me. We're all the same. But let's pray, pray for yourself that He would breathe fresh on us, fresh vision, fresh feeling, fresh excitement, fresh joy, a new story, a new day. Holy Spirit, breathe on us, vision. Holy Spirit, breathe on us life for healing. I feel some of you are going to dream again to see the sick healed, to see captives set free. Wherever you go, you carry him. Demonstrating the love and the reality of Jesus in every sphere, culture. There is nowhere that we should not be. So Holy Spirit, I just pray, would you awaken us? Give us joy in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Friends, have a great day. I'm going to hand back to Paul.